0: I'm Usman Anwar, senior product manager on the AWS IoT team and product owner for AWS IoT SiteWise. I'm here with my colleague, Sergei S. who's the lead engineer on the service. And joining us is also Abhi Kunte, the VP of partnerships at an exciting startup by the name of Uptake. We have a packed agenda for you. We're gonna start talking about how you can get started by applying IoT to industrial operations. We're going to talk about the key capabilities and benefits of AWS IoT SiteWise. We're going to dive into each of the core components of the product. We'll tell you how we built them and why we built them the way we did. And then we're gonna hear about how customers and partners are using IoT SiteWise. So we're going through a very fascinating time in history. If you visited reInvent back in 2012, chances are that you hailed a cab to get from the airport to the strip. If you visited two years from then, chances are that you simply summoned a ride from your mobile application. And if you visited two years after that in 2016, not only could you summon a ride with your mobile application, you could also split it with another passenger. And the ride-hailing company would use some really cool technology to not only make sure that they find you a passenger, but also ensure that it doesn't take you too long to get to your destination just because you're sharing your ride with someone else. This transition or shaping of our daily life is being made possible by technologies that did not exist 10 or 12 years ago, or if they did, they were not as mainstream as they are today. Today, every customer segment is using cloud to transform how they do business. Everyone has a mobile phone. Internet connectivity is ubiquitous thanks to widespread 3G and 4G coverage. Devices are getting smarter, cheaper, and smaller, and there hasn't been a better time to use them to build intelligence and awareness directly into our physical world. Industrial IoT is about using these technologies to solve critical business problems for industrial customers. Manufacturing happens to be the largest sector of our economy. So there's tremendous opportunity to have an impact there. Now, when you get started on applying IoT to industrial operations, it can be pretty overwhelming. You're faced with legacy systems. There's a zoo of protocols. They all speak different languages. And then there are a lot of problems to solve. The fundamental question that one asks themselves is, where do I get started, and how do I do it? And while this looks complex, there's opportunity to make this simpler. And you can do that by looking for waste in your operations. So every industrial operation, whether it is oil and gas, energy production, or food and beverage processing, has eight common sources of waste. If you're building a consumer electronics product, you have to assemble multiple components from multiple vendors together on a single device. There are many opportunities for defects to arise. The components themselves could be defected, or maybe the contact between the component and the breadboard can be faulty. We have customers that that see much higher rate of defects in one facility for the same product than they do in other facility. And it's not really clear what's causing uh, these defects. With IoT, you can stream data from both of these facilities in one place, making it easier for you to compare the two. And by comparing the two, you could be able to figure out where the defects might be coming from. In oil and gas and wind generation, your assets are distributed across the continent in remote locations. Whereas, the companies themselves compete in highly competitive markets. In wind generation, for instance, they're bidding to supply power to the electric grid on an hourly basis. If any of these assets are not performing as expected or break down, not only are they losing their business, they're also losing their reputation. With IoT, you could stream data from all of your assets into a single location making it easy for technicians and subject matter experts to figure out what's going wrong, and then dispatch the right set of resources from the get-go to fix the problem. As a result, the the downtime for equipment breaking down is dramatically reduced, and you can get back on track with your supply. Food and beverage manufacturers work with raw materials that have a very limited shelf life and very specific storage requirements. If you're, if you're manufacturing a, a meat product, let's say chicken nuggets, you have to store your, you, you're ordering tons of meat every day that you need to store in very specialized refrigeration systems, and now if your production processes break down or slow down, you can end up with an inventory problem where you have more raw material at hand than you can safely store. By providing with IoT, you can provide your supply chain managers greater visibility into how the processes are doing. So if there's a breakdown or a slowdown, they can then make downstream, upstream changes to make sure that we don't end up in a situation where you have extra raw material to store. So if you analyze and inspect all of these use cases, they all seem to have three basic requirements. The first requirement is to get data out of facilities. Currently, data resides in on-premise data servers or historians. And sometimes it's replicated to different data centers. It's, It's not entirely clear how you can plug into them if there's a unified API layer that you can query. So getting data to build new applications can be difficult. The second issue is the data itself that is being generated by the machines is not structured, and it does not have information that can help you identify what that data means. Which asset does it belong to? What, asset does, what process does that asset belong to? Here's some sample data from one of such servers. And uh, you can see like there's, there's a data stream called A pressure. What does that mean? Does that mean ambient pressure, or does that mean pressure for valve A? So there's a need to label and structure and organize this data. The third thing is you need to make this data, after you have structured it and organized it, you need to make it easily available to different personas. An industrial operation is not run by any particular kind of role. You have production managers, process analysts, you have technicians, industrial engineers, so you need to have tools that all of them can use on a daily basis. We have built AWS IoT SiteWise to make it super easy for you to fulfill these three requirements. Using a gateway device, you can read data directly from OPC UA servers, securely transfer it to a time series database in the cloud, creating a unified repository of data for all of your industrial facilities. You can then use our console and tools to organize this data and add more meaning to it. And then you can quickly convert this into monitoring dashboards that then anyone in your organization can use. You can use it to remotely diagnose your assets. You can use it to compare your facilities. And you can use our APIs to develop your own applications on top of them. So the first capability is the gateway. The SiteWise gateway is capable of reading thousands of data streams concurrently. And we've built it in a way so you don't have to make a lot of changes to your factory network or your uh, firewall settings. Today, we recommend one of two uh, hardware boxes as gateways. We have a Logic Supply ML530 here that you can order from their website, and we also support a Snowball Edge. These devices will come pre-installed with the software that is necessary uh, to use with SiteWise. Connecting, site, connecting these gateways into, with your factory networks is easy. All you need to do is connect the box to a network switch with an ethernet cable. It should be the same, networks, uh, same network your other data servers are on. After that, there's some configuration you can do uh, on the software side. So I'm gonna quickly give you a preview of how you can manage multiple gateways across all of your sites from a simple dashboard. So while we were building this, we talked to IT teams across many different manufacturing companies. And what we learned was that they need great visibility into how the data is being, yeah, I'm gonna switch in just one minute, how the data is flowing out from their factory to the cloud. And this is important both from a security point of view and a compliance point of view. So here I am on my gateway dashboard. I can see two gateways. One is back in Seattle on Beacon Hill, and one is right here. I see, like, data is flowing through both of them. I can even inspect them to see what factory databases they're talking to, and I can see where the data is being stored. I can even see the data streams that are being uploaded. So if somebody asks me if I can stream some data streams to them, or if I'm streaming a particular data stream, all I need to do is go into this dashboard, search for it, and see if it's there. Setting this gateway up is super easy. We have a three-step pairing process. First, you there's some configuration you do on the Greengrass site to create a Greengrass group. After that, you're, just, you're simply giving us information about your OPC UA servers and where you want data to reside in the cloud. Now, once you get the data out, your job is not done. If you talk to manufacturing engineers on the floor, they would tell you that, hey, even if we have easy access to the data, we tend to become bottlenecks for other people. Technicians, managers, vendors, they come to like one or two people looking for data. Wouldn't it be great if we made it easy for anyone to access the data that we have gathered? So for that, we have built what we call site-wise views. With views, you can once your industrial engineers have organized this data, into different assets and processes, you can merely drag and drop these objects on a canvas to create a quick dashboard that then you can use for monitoring purposes. So here I have created a view for wind sites across the United States. This particular tool here, the Builder tool, is intended for industrial engineers and automation engineers who are familiar with how data maps to specific assets and processes. In order to map that data to assets, they can create templates, and after they have created these templates, they can stamp out multiple assets from those, and we're gonna get into details of how you're doing that. The cool thing is, once you've built this representation once, you can use it to access real-time, near real-time, or historic data. So all I need to do after I build the representation is go into the monitoring tool. I can pick the asset that I want to learn about, and I can see like near real-time data coming out of that. And then there's also, I'm also able to configure metrics. SiteWise would calculate metrics using the data that's flowing into it and present that. Now, there's one more thing. When we were polling customers on how or where they work with this data, it turned out that a lot of them use spreadsheets, especially in operational settings and for production management. So we have made it super easy for you to export data for any asset, group of assets, production lines, or entire facilities as a CSV. And with that, we're going to go into details of how the gateway works and how you can get started on modeling your industrial facilities. And for that, I'll invite Sergei Barinovas over on the stage. Thank you. Thank you, Usman.
1: So just before we start, how many of you run any sort of industrial operations? Cool. So as Usman mentioned, we talked to customers uh, from the industrial side uh, trying to understand, what does it take for our customers to actually take the data that resides in one of the factory floors on site and bring it to the cloud? Today, it's not as easy as anyone would like. And we boil down into two pieces to this puzzle. It's the gateway side, or edge side, and it's a cloud side. So uh, IOT AWS, uh, AWS IoT SiteWise consists of two parts, the gateway and what we call views. And we will go into details in each of those. And we will start with the obvious thing. How do I take the data from the site and shuffle it into the cloud? So here's this sitewise wise gateway comes into the picture. And the sole purpose of this is to send your industrial time series data from the factory floor to the cloud for any cross-site analysis or machine learning. So basically the idea is you, each factory floor, each site has a lot of data, but the actual value comes when you try to gather this data together, start correlating this data, and making decisions based on the data across the sites, because you want to optimize your sites, and if one site performs better than another one, you want actually all of those to perform as good as the best one. So that's the idea behind. So how do we do that? Again, we have the Edge component and the Cloud component, and on the Edge, we have our gateway that that connects the OPC UA compatible server and securely sends your time series data to the Cloud Uh, first to AWS IoT Analytics, and from there to IoT uh, SiteWise. So about the gateway, we'll briefly touch four points. Uh, What is the gateway? We'll talk about the protocols, industrial protocols we do support for uh, in SiteWise. We'll talk how we handle end-to-end secure connectivity between the gateway and the cloud, and we'll touch base on Uh, AWS IT Analytics. So what is SiteWise Gateway? First of all, it's a software package. And it's quite important. So you can see here is a hardware, but SiteWise Gateway is software package in the first place. What it means, it runs on top of Greengrass. In fact, it's Greengrass 1.7 today that has been released, uh, just was released a few days ago. And that means as well that you can opt in into the third party, first party or third party devices. And as Usman mentioned, you can have a snow, uh, snowball edge, or you can take logic supply, or even if you advanced user, you can bring your own Greengrass device. And the idea behind that is that you can have your Greengrass device and then you provision the uh, SiteWise gateway and you will pick one of Greengrass cores and we will actually deploy the software into the box. As part of this, because it's a software package, we try to help you to keep the software up-to-date uh, by using over-the-air updates. You define the schedule, you define the maintenance windows, a granted period of time we will try to push later software just to make sure that your software always is up-to-date and uh, using uh, is, uh, uses latest versions and latest f- features. And the final point about the gateway When we started thinking about how we can actually help customers to bring this data, one of the pain points we've heard is that you're running today mission critical processes and applications on these sites. We don't want to be intrusive. So the gateway has been designed in a non-intrusive installation way, meaning it just adds to your infrastructure. It doesn't substitute anything. It doesn't, you're not putting it in between of anything. The only thing we are asking is basically provide OPCUA compatible server, and we will get data from it. That's it. And we also try to minimize the firewall changes you need to do. We know about the security issues and the firewall configuration issues some of our customers face, and we'll touch base on that in a few seconds. Once we started talking to our customers, uh, we saw an interesting thing happening. Many of you are using wildly different uh, databases or data sources, different protocols, different devices. We had to find something in common. And as we talked, one thing appeared to be more or less common, and it's OPC UA protocol. And I think it's quite important. It's first of all, vendor neutral. Most of the proprietary data sources support OPC UA protocol in one or another way. And we are compatible with most of them. Another interesting part is, as I said, the gateway is designed in a way we want to try to be as non-intrusive as possible. So we use subscription model. What it means is basically with OPC UA, we try to subscribe uh, to your server and then once the new value is available, instead of polling and hammering your OPC UA server, we will be just notified with the new values. So we're trying to to, to introduce as small overhead as possible. And it goes without saying, the connectivity sometimes is not at the greatest shape. It drops, you get disconnected, there are timeouts. So, Gateway handles these use cases while connecting to OPC UA. End-to-end, secure connectivity. As you know, for us, security is top priority. So, in this case, we try to see and look around what other AWS products and services are available to help you to actually provide end-to-end secure connectivity, starting from the OPC UA and with the cloud. So on the edge side, we use AWS Client VPN to make sure you can actually establish a secure connection from the gateway to the cloud. Uh, On the OPC UA server side, we we support certificates, so the connectivity between the gateway and OPC UA is secure as well. And finally, we use AWS Secrets Manager to make sure that all your secrets, like username and password, if you use for OPC UA or the certificate, is securely stored and transferred from the cloud to the gateway. And finally, on the gateway side, IoT analytics. So, as Osman mentioned, all the data from the gateway goes into the cloud. It goes specifically into the IoT, uh, AWS IoT analytics, and that enables two things. Uh, You can access these data from IoT SiteWise for creating the models, we will talk in a second, or you can perform any other analysis that IoT Analytics provides you today, uh, machine learning and uh, other capabilities. And also, we understand that network connectivity to the internet is occasional sometimes as well. So the gateway is designed in a way that it will handle connectivity drop-offs. And in case of intermediate connectivity, it will buffer your data locally and then upload it once the connectivity is re-established. So, that's a gateway in a nutshell. Again, it's a software package in the first place. You can bring your own device. You can use one of first-party devices. Now switching gears. We send all the data to the cloud. What happens in the cloud? We need to model your processes. We need to model your factory or site. How do you do that? So that's where IoT SiteWise views come into the picture. And to better relate the example, uh, I'm trying. So what we will do, we will map solar farm using IoT SiteWise. And as most of you know, AWS is quite big in renewable energy, more than 50% of data centers using renewable energy, including the solar farm, one of those. So let's try and model solar farm in California using SiteWise. And in the meantime, I'll introduce to the main concepts or core concepts of IoT SiteWise. The first thing, we start with a panel. So that's just a basic example of information regarding some solar panel. And it can have a name, it can have a nominal power, obviously units. Uh, It has other things like what is the real power that's coming right now out of the solar power? What is the efficiency? And there is some power meter attached that actually sending this data from the solar power and metering this data. this whole thing, we call it asset. Asset can have attributes like nominal power and units that are basically a static value that you can search by, but that provides basically just additional context. Then we have so-called metrics, and metrics is something computed based on your raw time series values, like real power or efficiency, etc. And the power meter, and in this case, it's the raw time series Values that are coming out of power meter is what we call measurement. So that's asset. And if you have one asset th- that's great, in most cases, as we talk to customers, they have thousands, if not millions, of assets. We try to help to stamp, to multiply these assets, create these assets, by using a notion of template. So asset template is basically a way for you to say, "Hey, this is the plate holder that you have to fill in once you're creating a new asset. So we have a notion of asset template. And when you create an asset, in fact, you have to specify the template you're creating it from. So we have created a bunch of assets. What happens next? Next, we have a concept of views. And the view is basically the way you want to logically group your assets together. And the first thing you do is basically bring your assets to the view. Once they're in the view, you want to start grouping in a logical manner. In this example, I want to create a view by location. So I create a group, and basically group all the assets together. As, I create, uh, as I'm create, creating a group, I can get, provide a name for the group, and one more important thing is I can provide actually the metrics as well on the group. So I can start calculating efficiency on the group level that is derived from the specific assets. And I can create groups of groups. So in this case, it's basically what I have is a a solar farm, California's location. There are a few solar farms there, CA1, CA9. Uh, Each solar farm consists of solar arrays, and then each solar array consists of actual solar panels. So that's the idea behind the main concepts. Now, let's see what does it provide us. As I mentioned, one of the things we had on the asset was metric that is computed based on the measurements. uh, And in this case, it's a real power, or it can be efficiency. Once you start grouping them together, what we provide is actually a way for you to define these metrics to be computed based on your underlying assets or underlying groups. So now you can start saying, okay, what is my real power for the solar array, uh, CA948 in this case? Or you can say, what is the real power for the solar farm, or even for California. So that's the idea behind the views, how you can actually group them together and then start getting the values uh, out of it. So one thing I want to show is basically the quick demo of the views. And before I start, as I said, we try to model Solar Farm. Obviously, I can bring Solar Farm here. What I can do is I I brought this solar panel that is basically connected by a set of Raspberry Pi and Andrina uh, to this gateway. So basically what it does, it sends analog signal that is converted into digital signal, and then it runs OPC UA-compatible server inside there, and the gateway connects to this OPC UA server and then sends data to the cloud. It's quite simplistic, but it does job. So let me switch over, okay, cool. Um, So what you can see here is basically the simulation of, or to be exact, representation of the things we just went through uh, on the PowerPoint, how it looks like inside sidewise. So basically you have this, tree, you have a grouping inside the view that contains all your assets, and all your assets are the leaf nodes, and then you create groups of them. So once you have this thing, you can do multiple uh, things as Usman showed before. You can watch for the specific metric on the asset level, you can do this on the group level, you can do this on the root level, as long as you define a bunch of them. One of the important parts is that we have a notion of So on the right side, basically uh, real power is one of these power metrics we defined that is computed on the uh, solar array CA1751. Uh, We can do the same thing for the California and get the metric that is basically an aggregate of all underlying. So for the demo purposes, uh, I have California and I have Nevada, meaning this location. We have nothing here except this guy. So what I have done, I actually created a, an asset for this solar panel in advance, and I, will, I want to show how you do this. Basically, one of the things uh, I mentioned before, we have templates. So I, ha- I created a template called power meters for solar panel, and if I want to add a new asset, I, I will basically, one of the easiest ways is I'll drag over this guy and I hope the internet connection works, okay. So, because it works on top of the template that I have previously defined, it knows exactly what I need to specify. Uh, Specifically, so I have to specify the name, uh, and... I need to specify what we call a data store, and that's basically the place where the data will be sent to. Now, inside the template, I had created a placeholder called nominal power, so I have to specify this value. And finally, I have to map with so-called data stream that is uh, one of the tags coming out of OPC UA server. So I did this in advance, and I have demo solar panel in so-called library, Asset library. So this, this library basically shows all the assets you have created so far. Keep in mind, right now we have an asset. On the right, it's not a part of the view. So the first thing we need to do is bring to the view, then we want to say this asset belongs to Nevada group and establish a connection. I had to change this demo more, uh, this morning a little bit uh, to show whether it's doable from the CLI standpoint or not. Multiple customers came in and said, okay, you have UI, it's nice. What if I want to create a platform on top of you guys? What if I have a customer, a set of customers that are specific verticals, and I want to use you as a platform? And my answer was, yeah, we definitely support APIs. As any other AWS service, you have APIs. Anything you can do in the UI, there is a representation with APIs. Keep in mind, the APIs are really powerful and sometimes uh, take some time to use. What we're dealing with here is a graph or a tree. So the APIs basically allow you to connect these things together. Now, I'll connect, give me a second. I got disconnected from the VPN in the meantime. And what I will do uh, is basically the following. Uh, We already have an asset available in the library. So what I will need to do is the first thing, uh, I will bring it to the view. I will attach it to the specific group, in that case called Nevada. And then I will update the group Nevada with some information how to compute this metric, given that there is, uh, I'm not doing demo yet. Uh, My internet connection just went down. Okay, I guess what we will do instead, we will use the UI part because the VPN connectivity is down. Um, So as I mentioned, one of the things we have is, uh, we have this asset over here. So the way we bring it it, to the view is basically, one way of doing this is just uh, dropping on the view. So once we have it on the view, the next thing we want to do is basically to connect. And we say, okay, we want to add to the group, whether it's a new group or existing group. So I already have a group over here. Um, That is called Nevada. So I will basically, what, what, what I'm going to do is to add to the existing group. So as part of this, you can specify either you want to attach to the specific group, root group, any group that you have, including the one that I have, Nevada. So after that, you will see the connection between the actual Nevada uh, group and my solar panel. So that's, in a nutshell, how you manage these relationships uh, between your assets and between your groups, how you create your metrics and visualize them. So with this, um, I think I want to actually invite on stage one of our partners. and Osman
0: Thank you, Sergez. So over the last few months, as we have been building this, we've had a lot of fun working with some very exciting customers and partners who want to use SiteWise as a platform and accelerate their own products for industrial customers. Let's take a look. So, Bayer is a global pharmaceutical and agricultural technology company. Bayer is very interested in using the latest technologies and decision science to weed out wastes from their food processing uh, facilities. And it turns out that 16% of your food is actually wasted during this process globally. So, so it's a very important problem to be solving. They're starting by looking at crop processing. Once you have harvested a crop, it has to go to a, through a series of stages. It has to be husked, it has to be shelled, it has to be ground, then it has to be bagged. And there's specialized machinery for each, of these proce- for each of these stages. And then all of these machines have to perform optimally for the entire process to work. If four of them are performing great and one of them is not, the overall process gets impacted. So Bayer is using SiteWise to read data from OPC UA servers that they have installed across all of their facilities. The data is is, is, is stored into IoT analytics, and then they use our modeling tools to develop views of each of those facilities. Once they have modeled this, they use our APIs to feed data into their custom dashboards that can be used from folks across the entire organization. And they're looking to roll this out to 80 different sites. Reply, our friend over in Milan. Reply is a network of specialized companies that helps industrial customers integrate devices, applications, and processes. Reply is building an IoT platform accelerator that brings together the power of the AWS cloud to their specialities in integrating devices, protocols, machinery, the experience with plant and field installation in order to accelerate deployments of IoT solutions on customer sites. The accelerator platform has few core components that other applications are built on top of. Edge data collection is one of those components, so we are working with Reply to integrate various edge devices, both their own third party and AWS provided, into the platform, that under the covers is using SiteWise. Using SiteWise for both data management and creating models of their assets. With SiteWise, Reply can now focus on plant installations, on working with different protocols, on making it easy to expose this data to different users, partners, and customers, and building new applications, such as reporting of metrics. And for them, Bifrost takes care of site-level asset management, and also provides them with a GUI that they can use to build models. Uptake is a fascinating startup based out of Chicago that is using AI and ML to solve problems for different industrial customers. And I'd like to invite over Abhi Kunte to talk more about how they're using SiteWise.
2: Thank you, Usman. Hey, guys. My name is Abhi, and I run partnerships uh, at Uptake. Uptake is a Chicago-based startup, um, as Usman mentioned, and we focus on applying AI and machine learning to solve industrial problems. Uptake is actually built on top of AWS, and it helps us scale globally and provide solutions to industrial uh, companies in domains like oil and gas, energy, utilities, mining, transportation, and others. Uptake platform and applications bring value to our customers by focusing on metrics and parameters around safety, reliability, profitability, and productivity. These are the KPIs that businesses really care about. They care about financial outcomes. they decision makers who are in the room making a call on where their industries go. They care about the business metrics and they want the technology to just work and deliver it for them. But the technology landscape is super complex. There's too many choices. There's too many new things. Just at the keynote yesterday, I think Andy announced 21 new services. Forget about the rest of the conference. So how does an industrial company keep up with something like this? These guys do not have the expertise or the experience to deal at this level of technical complexity. But doing nothing is not a choice anymore. If you are an industrial company and if you're not on a path of a digital transformation, you're going to die. That's just the reality. So what do they do? Well, they have several choices. They can try and roll their own solution. They can look at this alphabet soup and probably three levels more complex than this, try to stitch it all together and come up with a set of solutions to meet their business KPIs. But we think that's the highest risk, the most complex path to take. And it's usually, usually not adequate, it's not scalable, and it doesn't really work, takes forever, and doesn't deliver on the value. They could improve a little bit by starting to use certain toolkits assembling some sort of solutions together, letting some companies do the baseline work and then build on top of that. But again, they still have the challenge of finding and retaining the right level of talent, maintaining and writing code, trying to scale solutions globally, something that they don't really know how to do. And that's really honestly not in the, they're not in the business of doing that, right? The third option is to take a purpose-built solution, something like Uptake, and deploy that into their environment, let somebody else who knows what they're doing work through the technical complexity and deliver a solution while they focus on the business metrics and the business processes that they're really good at. In addition to an AI and machine learning focused platform and a set of applications that I talked about, Uptake also has the world's single largest library of complex industrial assets, their failure modes, and their maintenance lifecycle. We have over 800 different critical industrial asset types in our library. We have spent numerous hours working through a large, large set of industrial data, working with several industry experts and curating, cataloging, and documenting over 55,000 different failure modes on these industrial assets. This data represents almost 32,000 human working years of industrial expertise. Expertise that's locked up in the heads of people who have been on the factory floor for the last 20, 30, 40 years, but expertise that's starting to disappear as these people retire from the workforce. We feel we want to capture this and bring a technology solution that can back up the knowledge that's being lost through attrition and retiring uh, workforce today. To dig a little deeper, our library has a catalog of assets across industries like power generation, transmission and distribution, Oil and gas, upstream, midstream, downstream, utilities and mining and others. And we know industries very well. We, when we talk about industries, we're not talking about the IT infrastructure in the industrial company. We're talking about things like switch gears and pumps and motors and heat exchangers and compressors, things that really fail, things that we are talking about here in terms of addressing through an IoT connected solution with SiteWise. So we are very happy uh, that we got an opportunity to partner with the SiteWise team well before the launch of the product. We worked very closely with them, and over the last few weeks, not only work on the technical aspects of understanding what it is, but actually built a working solution, the only demonstration of SiteWise through a partner that you can see live today at the Expo Hall at Boot 2714, where we can walk you through what we have done with them. Bringing together the solution helps us bring the capabilities that Uptake has in terms of the AI and ML-based solutions in the cloud and the capabilities that SiteWise brings in terms of connecting these assets up to the cloud and marrying the two together in order to deliver the end-to-end solution. Usman talked about once the data comes in, they have the standard templates to map that incoming data to a solar panel or a wind turbine or a compressor. Well, based on our database, we actually have hundreds of such asset templates. And working with SiteWise, we are bringing these standardized asset definition templates to the SiteWise service in partnership. And what that will allow us to do and allow our customers to do as they connect the data using SiteWise is to quickly, very, very quickly map that into an asset model. And once the asset model is created, going back to my conversation about what can companies do, they can always try to, again, do stuff themselves, but with SiteWise and with uptake, they can use a standard set of tools and platform to start taking the data from these assets and deriving intelligence out of it and start to map that back to their KPIs. Our platform is fully managed, which means the customers don't have to worry about all the key pieces trying to bring them together. We already have data ingestion, data transformation, machine models, visualization, reporting built into it. So they can come and just work and create a solution. And for companies that want to go past that assemble your own solution and toolkit view and really deploy a purpose-built application or set of applications, Uptake's asset performance management application suite delivers just that. We do, and our partners do, all the heavy work around connecting, compiling data, cleansing the data, building the machine learning models, deploying them in real world, monitoring the progress, and businesses do what they do best. They focus on business processes, outcomes, and we provide them the data that's required to do that. So in a quick summary, uptake delivers value in three distinct phases. We have our fully managed platform that our customers and partners can use to build upon, which is already built upon AWS. We have purpose-built applications like asset performance management, and we have the world's largest curated content library of industrial assets, failures, and maintenance strategies. We are fiercely independent we're not tied to and beholden to any hardware OEM. We are an open platform. We are driven to deliver financial outcomes to our customers and increase speed to value. I really wanna thank the SiteWise team for partnering with us and uh, inviting us up here and to tell our story and to work with you guys um, as we go forward in bringing solution to bear uh, through general availability. Please come see us at BOO 2714, where we can show you a lot more on what we do and what we do with SiteWise. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Abhi. Thanks for your collaboration and your time. All right, everyone. So we are at the end of our session. There are a bunch of interesting resources that you can chase down to get started with AWS IoT SiteWise and start optimizing your industrial operations you can get started by signing up for a preview on our website you can order your hardware directly from logic supply you can order a snowball edge you can see a live demo of us working with uptakes platform at their booth and then you can also learn more about industrial iot on aws how you can use some of the other services as well to build speed up uh, the building of your applications and with that we will be we have some time so we can Take some questions if you have any. Yeah. So, uh, what about the assets that are, do you have for assets? So, or, uh, the are... so uh, our, our assets do not, so the, 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 mo- the asset modeling framework that we have does not assume a particular form of asset as long as we can get the data from that asset, you can uh, use the asset models to map that data into more meaningful entities. So yeah, so if you had a, for instance, you had a, a, a truck, and that was able to stream data to our data source, you could use our asset model to model, to model that truck, and you could technically model an entire fleet of trucks. And then you can model multiple fleets in a particular region. And then you could like, just click on each of those trucks and see the data that you're getting from them. So we're pretty form agnostic that way. Yes.
1: So, the answer is yes and no. Basically, uh, I introduced into the notion of views. That's your tree or hierarchy that you can create. What we also have is uh, we heard use cases, I have one view, I have another view. I want to create something more like composite view to some extent. So. We looked into how we can accomplish what you just described without going into multi-dimensional graph space because it's not easy to visualize and we really want to make sure customers can see what's happening. So what we allow you to do is actually, uh, instead of bringing in asset to the view, you can actually reference a group from the different view. And by referencing a view from the different, uh, sorry, group from the different view, you literally take everything that belongs to that group S as well. Green rest or, uh... I, uh, I'll try to repeat the question. Uh, does SiteWise help in any way to actually use a proxy or another connection if there is no way to directly access the internet? So SiteWise today by itself uh, doesn't do any magic with networking. So you need to do the proxying yourself today. We would like to understand more uh, requirements for that. So to see whether we can anyhow help you. My, my question was more or less that Greengrass 1.7 introduced the, the, that capability to, to use a proxy between Greengrass and, and IoT, uh, IoT core. So would Sitewise support that or, or is it using the, the same mechanism for communicating with the... Uh... So as of today, we don't support proxy, but we will take a look into that.
0: Oh, can we take one from that gentleman first? Yeah. Um, say you require OPC UA server. Um, why is
1: it that built into the gateway as well? Why, why The question is why OPC UA server is not built into the gateway, uh, but is separated. So uh, keep in mind, uh, one of the things that uh, we were referencing, today customers are using different proprietary formats and protocols. So we wanted to make sure that we can speak vendor agnostic protocol. OPC UA happens to be this protocol because many proprietary uh, data sources actually have some sort of converter to OPC UA. So we thought that that's the best thing that actually suits our customers. And by talking to customers, uh, it actually worked out. So the question is, are there any limitations on the events? Uh, Are you referring to the events on the OPC UA side? I think we can take this offline. I want to better understand the question, uh, the actual question, what are you trying? Because there are OPC UA specific limitations, so they still apply. But uh, let's talk offline.
0: So this is, so OPC UA is 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 our is our first take, and and we we are we are looking at other uh, protocols, and it all depends on what customers want us to build.
1: Yeah. the point of the preview is exactly to start getting more feedback to see what works what has to be improved, what is missing. And uh, by getting more feedback from you, we'll basically see what's next for us. I think let's uh, let's talk about this offline yeah. as well to better yeah. understand. I think we have time for we have time one for more more one more
0: question. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. So the answer is yes. Basically, uh, whenever we talk about the measurements and metrics, it's uh, all of them are time series. One time series for measurements that coming directly from the OPC UA server, and that's what we store in IoT analytics, and that's what it is available for various analysis in SiteWise. It is time series. Also, the part of, regarding the metrics, it also, so the metric pre-computation that we have that allows you to compute metrics every so often five minutes, every five minutes, 15 minutes, hour, et cetera, those form a time series of its own as well, both available for duration of time. It's not just latest value. And with that, Uh,
0: we're at time. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this one. Thank you.